0: Hey, listeners, welcome to Everyday Badass. My name is Megan LaHan, and I'm so excited to have you join us and listen to another one of our incredible guests. So let's meet someone interesting. Hey, listeners, thank you for uh, joining us today for another episode of Everyday Badass. And um, I am going to be introducing you to a friend of mine. Her name is Andrea Davis. And I was actually thinking when I was preparing about how long it's been since we've known each other. So oh, I met Andrea through a mutual connection, uh, Carrie. They've been friends forever. 20 years. <laughs> right. And um, so anyway, we've known each other for uh, quite some time now. We were both in Carrie's wedding together, which yeah. was, gosh, over 12 years ago now, I think at this starting point. starting to
1: feel old now. <laughs> <laughs> Never a good we can thing. stop counting years. Okay. All right.
0: Well, <laughs> I won't talk about years anymore. So, <laughs> um, But anyway, we've known each other for a long time. And uh, Andrea is a designer and a an, uh, wonderful one at that. And so we also started partnering together from a work standpoint on some things of that nature. Um, but she is a mama to three boys. She's also a dog mama with a beautiful dog named Stella. Mm-hmm. And she's now recently become a Mimi. So... So um, she just has a lot to share. I love her story. I love um, Andrea recently went out on her own and started her own business in design, and she's kicking ass and um, getting a ton of jobs and just doing wonderful work. And so, you know, this is why I wanted to bring on Andrea and introduce her to all of you as an everyday badass. Thank you. Yes. So um, generally, you know, just when we get started, I'd love for you to just talk a little bit about you, you know, just talk a little bit about your upbringing, if you're from here, you know, family life, siblings, all those kind of things, and just let our listeners just get to know Andrea a little bit
1: before we get into all the mom stuff and career stuff. Okay. Um, well, born and raised in Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, went to the same school from kindergarten through graduation. I uh, went to Loveland. Oh, yeah. Um, so, didn't move around a whole lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, growing up, it was pretty small family. It was just my mom, my dad, my brother, and myself. Um Kind of a, I'd say probably tumultuous upbringing a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, my mom and dad divorced, remarried each other at one point and divorced again finally when I was a teenager. Um, my dad struggled with alcoholism, um, yep. so it was just kind of, it was tumultuous. It mm-hmm. was, you know, um, I had awesome awesome grandparents mm-hmm. that were a big part of my life that were kind of the stability when things weren't always so stable yep. um and they've been a huge influence on my life um but you know we had a, it was a small loving family mm-hmm. um but there were you know there were definitely ups challenges and downs. Yeah. yeah yeah i could relate to that similar to i mean
0: um not going into my story cuz my story isn't today it's about you but i i can totally relate to that about the grandparent component and when i had um the craziness or the changes or stuff like that, they were always my constant. Right. Just always. So I get that. So you were in Loveland. When you were in Loveland and when you were in high school, were you kind of into design and stuff like that then? Or was
1: were you into sports or kind of what was your liked, thing? Um, definitely always leaned more toward art, music, yeah. things like that. Um, I was really, I took French for three or four years. Um, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, always kind of had that bent. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really do a lot athletically. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe just kind of recreationally here and, there, here and there, but for the most part, pretty artistic. Yeah, um, Didn't really have like a strong, like, wow, this is your talent. Wow, you can really draw, but definitely drawn toward more artistic things. Yeah, I gotcha. So then um,
0: when you were going to be graduating from Loveland, I mean, what what did you think your path was going to be?
1: What were you... Approaching at that time, out of Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. I just wanted to go travel and see some things and do some things. Um, at that point, I wanted to go into fashion design. Yeah. Um, I that had kind of been a passion, mm-hmm. and I knew it was very competitive. Um, but I got accepted into the like the first year program at DAP for fashion design. Yeah. Um, and I was very excited about that, and then found out. Shortly after that, I was pregnant with my oldest son. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of, that shifted things a little bit. For sure. So you are then, what,
0: 18? 18, and you are pregnant with Heath. Um, And uh, I've always loved that name, too, by the way. So... So then, I mean, talk to us about that, about becoming a mama at 18 and, you know, were you in school or did you just say, now I've got a shift and I've got to work and I need to kind of do something different here because
1: I'm about to be a
0: mom or what did that look like for you? How did that unfold? Um,
1: yeah, it was a huge shift. I went from, yeah. you know, having a fabulous senior year, doing all the, you know, the things that you're supposed to do, yep. spending time with your friends, Friday night football games. No worries. Yeah. Not yeah. A care in the world, just right. having fun, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to, oh my gosh, this is, you know, and it was it was kind of a shock within my friend group. You know, everybody tried to be supportive, but at the same time, none of us had ever this had never crossed our minds. Right. As a consequence of, <laughs> of our actions. Right. So it's funny it was, how that worked out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of things that um, as a teenager definitely don't cross your mind no. about how they could play out in the long term. Yes. Um so we um Heath Stan and I actually we got married. Mm-hmm. Um it was a very very fast, like, this is what you do kind of thing. That I Because think, we're pregnant. Right, right. right. And mm-hmm. I think probably before I even knew what was happening, it was like, okay, well, this is, like, this wedding materialized, and this <laughs> we're doing this. Um, right. So we got an apartment, and I t- continued um, to finish out my classes. Um, toward the end, it was kind of more remote. Mm-hmm. Like, I would, this was before the internet. Yeah. Uh, again, feeling old here. <laughs> it's so um, true, though, yeah. I mean, like, when you think back to our senior year. I mean, yeah, that yeah. wasn't... You don't, like, log in to Google Classroom. Right. You don't have Zoom. No, I would go get a packet, you know, of all of my assignments for the week and do it and bring it back. Um, I think it got to just be kind of emotionally hard because it was unexpected, and I was just kind of trying to get get through it. I knew that I had to graduate. Um it's isolating. It was it was point. very isolating because yeah. you're watching your world go on around you, mm-hmm. but you're not part of it anymore. Your mm-hmm. world is about to change, you know, beyond dramatically. Right. I you're mean growing you know, a human. Right. <laughs> Becoming a mom is the most, you know, life-changing thing. Mm-hmm. Um so it was just okay, we gotta get we I have to get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have to graduate, but you know, it's too hard to be Kind of in that environment every day. Yeah. Now, was he already working, or was he still in school with you? Was he? He older? was working. He was okay. three years older, so okay. he was working. Um, he had like a regular full time job. Yep. So mm-hmm. we got got a little apartment and mm-hmm. um finished out school, and then he was born. Heath was born shortly after, a few months later.
0: Yeah. So then, when did you did you then start going back to work after Heath was born? Did you go find a job, or were you trying to balance the whole college and Mom life or kind of what What did that look like? I did
1: not go to school. I had wanted to go ahead and try then, but it just, we couldn't make the logistics of yeah. that work at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the... I, was, I stayed home with Heath for the first few years. I just, mm-hmm. it was very important to me. Like, all of a sudden, my whole world shifted. I went from, I'm going to have this baby and go on a cruise and have a proper honeymoon to, <laughs> you know, I held him and looked at his face for the first time. And I was like, I'll never leave him. <laughs> <laughs> it was very important to me to be hands-on. And I didn't, I couldn't stand the thought of, like, you know, six weeks after he was born, handing him off to someone else. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be his mama full-time. Right. So, yeah. Um for the first couple of years, I was home with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then things started to kind of get a little bit bumpy between mm-hmm. his dad and I, um, which I think is just, you know, a product. He's a, he's a, a great human being. Yeah. We still, you know, still are in touch. And he remarried. Um, and his wife is amazing. I call her my friend. I don't call her. And she says, you know, the same. Yes. Um, it's, that's a, a, that's it's turned wonderful. into a, like a really beautiful you know, um, blended family. Blend, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> blended family situation. Um, but I, you know, just a product of being young. You're so young, and so yeah. not even having any idea what you want for your own life. They've mm-hmm. so got two young people that you know don't really this they, they don't they don't know who they are yet, and they're no, trying you just, to.
0: You don't have enough tools in your tool bag yet. You know, no. you haven't lived enough life. And I know some people, it works out, and you know, to each their own, because everybody's life experience is different, but. You know, in a lot of ways, when you're that young, I mean, it's just, it's two kids really at the end of the day that are trying to navigate a
1: big adult world. Absolutely. I mean, I look at my kids now, my middle son is 18, and I think, dear God, yeah. he could never. Like, right, he right. Can, he can barely feed himself. Right. <laughs> like, it's just, it's scary. But I think, you know, you grow up very quickly in that yes. situation. And, you know, again, your priorities shift. You look at that child and you're like, okay, this is now, you know, Life is no longer about you. It's Mm -hmm. about, you know, it becomes about them. Yeah.
0: So then things get bumpy. Obviously, that kind of, that relationship ends. Um, And so then now, you know, you're dealing, were you the still primary caregiver of Heath or, okay. Yeah. And um, so then did you go into, what was your next job? Or like, how did you start saying, okay, now it's going to be he and I, and how are we going to make this work?
1: Even with his dad being involved, you know, but still. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I started um, working bartending. Yeah, because it was one of those things where you know you didn't you didn't have to work full time hours, but you could you know kind of make full time money at least yep. at that you know at that age. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's actually where I met Carrie.
0: Yeah, and you could still you know have your days with him, and right. then he'd be sleeping, and you could go do your thing at night. Right. Yep.
1: And the yeah. schedule worked out really well.
0: Yeah. So when does um design come into play? I mean, when you're going into um if memory serves, didn't you go to
1: Antonelli and I did. Yeah. That was not until um I mean it was always, and I'm sure we'll kind of get into that, it was always kind of in the background. Yeah. But I hadn't really fully realized it yet. It was yeah. always kind of um then uh then I met Ian. Uh-huh. Actually, while I was while I was bartending, <laughs> yeah, um, and we met and kind of had a a, a quick um, courtship. I've been watching Bridgerton. I don't know what else to call it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard about that. I've yes. not dived in yet, oh, but I goodness. mean, I've 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 read all the things and, and <laughs> I've seen the memes and and uh, I'm excited to make that a, a yeah. next on my list. It's a little addictive.
1: Yeah. Um. So you know, kind of a quick courtship, and we um we got together and. Got married and ended up having Gabe and Aiden yep. a year and a half apart. So now wow. I was a very young mama of three kids. Yes. Um, And this sounds terrible now that I'm like saying it all out loud. I'm like, wow. Um, after a few years, things kind of got bumpy with him. Yeah. Um kind of came to realize that he had an alcohol al- alcohol problem. Yes. Um, and we had separated. Mm-hmm. Actually I think it was I was actually pregnant with Aiden. Mm-hmm. And so we separated for a while. Um and I was like, oh my gosh, now I'm going to have three kids and I'm a single mom. Um, you know, what am I gonna do? Yeah. And I was still like kind of waiting tables and I thought, I can't support three kids on a, you know, on a server's income. Yep. Um, something has to happen. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of my breaking point. Um I was like I said, pregnant with Aiden, and I made that call, and mm-hmm. I sat down and talked to the admissions people, and you know, started doing all the financial aid things. And I'm like, I have to make a career so yeah. that I can support these kids. Yeah. Um. And they did have an interior design program, mm-hmm. and again, it had always kind of been in the background. And it wasn't until I had to lock onto something and make a decision and do something that I thought you know made sense here locally. Yeah. Um. And something that I was passionate about, and I said, okay, let's do this. So yeah. Still, so remember my first day of school, like about six or seven months pregnant and scared out of my mind yeah. <laughs> with all this equipment just standing there. Like, is this real life? How did like? It was almost like, how did I, how did I get here? Yeah. But, you know, it's just one of those. Sometimes you just you do what you have to do.
0: Yes. Well, speaking of that, you know, one of the things that I've um, shared before as well is, um, you know, one of the the lessons that has taken me the longest to learn, and I'm thankful that I'm there now, but when I was younger and I was a young mom as well, is um, that um, asking for help and not feeling like you did have to do it all on your own. And so obviously now you've got two, you're pregnant with your third, you're going to school. So how did that work just logistically? Because I think that there's listeners out there who, you know, that may be their situation or they, you know, like, did you, um, did you have help from your mom or your grandparents or kind of how did you balance school and being a mom
1: and still having to work and wait tables and bring in the money? Um, at that point, I will be honest with you. It, it's one of those where you you get through it and you're like, I don't even know how that happened. How I <laughs> did it. Yeah. I did. I had a lot of help. I absolutely did. Um, you know, mom, grandparents, my uncle, I remember yeah. him being there a lot. Like, I mean, he worked full time, but he would come and help with the kids. Yep. Um, and then we did eventually, we, we, uh, Ian and I got back together, yep. um, and ended up, you know, staying married for six more years after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so once things, you know, once Aiden was born and we were all back together as a family, it calmed down a lot. So there yeah. was like a six month period Period where it was like I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I think it was just a network of reaching out to my family. You know, everybody is. It's, we're a small, tight family, but everybody is very like, "What needs done? Yeah, let's do it." Yeah, and they jump in and help. Um, and that's what happened. That's that's the best that I remember it. Yeah, like it's a blur. I'm sure it it in a lot of it ways it really is a blur. It was. Um, I look back and like I said, I remember my uncle being there a lot, watching mm-hmm. Veggie videos with my yeah. <laughs> with the you know with Gabe. Um. And then you know, I think Ian would jump in there where he could, and it was just right. a, just this group effort of she's got to make all hands happen. on deck, yep, exactly, right. exactly. So thankfully,
0: you did have that, so that you could go to school and finish and get your degree in design. And so then you're with Ian for this next six years, and the boys are growing up, and
1: and how does your career path start to unfold there? Um, when I when I graduated Antonelli. Um, I got a recommendation from my department head mm-hmm. that a design firm had called looking for someone to work on a temporary project. Um, the Ascent building down in Covington yeah, was yeah. being built, and they needed somebody to do boards. So like you see on TV, HGTV, whatever, yeah. with the, you know, with fabric samples and things, um, but it had to be pretty kind of over the top. Mm-hmm. And um, so my department head recommended me, um, and I interviewed, and the firm was June Serber and Associates. Mm-hmm pardon me, Um, going back to (laughs) how did I not always know this was my passion? Um, I was, you know, growing up in Cincinnati, Homerama is a big deal. Yes. So I'd go every year and I'd have the magazine and I'd, you know, mildly obsess over it. And June Serber and Associates was always the firm that I was like, I want to be here when I grow up. That is so (laughs) (laughs) funny.
0: I remember that. I mean, when I was younger, I mean, I want to say like maybe early high school, one of my good friends, um, his mom was a realtor and she would do Homerama, And I a couple of times would go like work in the house and just mm-hmm. pass out waters and, right. you know, do all of those kind of things. Um, but I loved it. And I remember that design name back then, because obviously I, you know, loved real estate. Little did I know at the time that that's what I wanted to get right. into. But um, but I remember that firm.
1: And so I was obviously over the moon yeah. um, when I had that opportunity. So I worked on that project with them, um, did some some rendering projects or some um, perspective drawings, uh-huh. kind of like viewing out which again was something that I, you know, I was decent at in school, but it wasn't something that I really excelled at. But I just said, Okay, well we've gotta we've gotta push because it's right. gonna be this I'm gonna do this. Gotta knock it out of the park. So um they ended up offering me a uh, to come on board as a designer. Yeah. And I was so excited. Um the thing that I don't think that I realized about interior design mm-hmm. <laughs> is that I was like, oh, that's great. They were probably going to have a great starting salary. Yeah, <laughs> Fully commissioned. <laughs> yes. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the design world. Right. Um, so you just, you know, you build your business. And it was, you know, just going in and, and building from the ground up. And it's cold calling, you know, with builders. It was sending out postcards to people that just bought homes. Um, and I had to build, you know, had to build that client base from the ground right. up. It's, it is. It's it's like, you know,
0: um, realtors or, you know, hairstylists or people of these independent, you have to build a whole network of right. people. And right. I'm sure so much of it was um, referral-based and then right. starting to just make a name for yourself and, and get in there.
1: Yeah. Just like real estate, it's referrals and residuals yeah. and... You know, it's come to the point now where I'm doing a client's second or third home, which, again, yeah. makes me feel old. <laughs> but it also, you know, tells me, like, hey, this is awesome. I've built these relationships. And yes. They've referred. They've come back, you know.
0: Yes. So through this time then, boys are getting older. Um, I know eventually things— ended up not working out with Ian. Um, and you know, then were you still with the firm that you're with then, or were you then with, um, Designs on Madison when you had made that shift? Mm -hmm. At that point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We
1: were, um, excuse me, we were living in Mainville. Uh Um, when we, you know, he and I finally got divorced and I was working with Designs on Madison at that time. Um, we had actually. When June sold her building in Blue Ash, we all kind of, like, went together to Designs on Madison and just became this big group of ladies. Yeah. Um, big fabulous group of ladies. yes. Um, So yeah, I was there at that
0: time. That's awesome. And that's where I know you were there. That's when you started doing work for us, Mm -hmm. you know, in in the multifamily space and all of those things. So, I mean, then kind of back to the same thing where you just all hands on deck within family, because at some point then doesn't Ian
1: move back to England or? Um, Well, his health started going downhill very quickly. He had to have um, a very serious surgery. He had to have, um, have a portion of his leg amputated, mm-hmm. and then was flown to England to recover with his with his family. Yeah, um, that was yeah, probably maybe two years after we divorced. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it was just kind of a trade off. Um, <clears throat> the, the boys were in school by then, yep. So it was a little more structured, and you know, up until the point that he was that sick, mm-hmm. um, you know, he would work evenings, so we would kind of, you know cover each other and, you know, meet off the expressway and exchange kids and right. um, kind of whatever we had to do. yeah. Um, and then, yes, you know, always my family has pitched in and helped. Yeah. Was it um, a, a decent relationship after the divorce, just at least, were you
0: both just focused on the kids at least and the communication there was was good between
1: the two of you just to kind of make those things happen? For the most part, mm-hmm. it was a little dicey sometimes. Sure. Um, you know, you get bumps in the road and people have, you know, People, when i think especially when a situation is fresh you know your feelings are a little bit more raw and For sure. you know you're less likely to be your best self yes <laughs>
0: um, the always, hurt generally comes out you right, know between right. both no matter what the situation is but um but I, I understand that. That's where some of those things come out. So let's talk about then how you're growing your um, business and your client base and all of that at Designs on Madison. And, you know, what are kind of those those memories of when you would get those jobs or what are kind of some of those big jobs that you got that you really would think, gosh, I'm moving forward and I'm pursuing this passion and I get to do what I love every day?
1: Um, That's a tough one because there aren't particular jobs that stand out. Um, and I will say that was an extremely... Um, an extremely nurturing environment. Yeah, um, that's that to me was the standout. Is that I got to work yes. with these great ladies and people would say, um, "Oh my gosh, ten women in one office. That must be you know a cat fight every day." And it wasn't. Yeah, um, our owner definitely promoted you know a culture of speaking your mind, being kind, you know, treating other people the way you want to mm-hmm. be treated. And she was also very encouraging and trying to, you know, nurture each of us yes. um, and build our businesses. So it was just, it was a it was a nice collective. Yeah. Um, and everybody had a great rotten sense of humor, which I love. <laughs> a, well, it makes it all the more It makes fun. the days easier, surely for sure. Yeah. It certainly does. Yeah. And
0: what great, you know, <clears throat> I, I don't know. There's just something to be said for that. I mean, I, I went to... Um, and I was just talking to another guest, a girlfriend uh, who I had on here. I went to an all girls high school. And so there's obviously people will say that like, gosh, how did you go to school with 140 140- you know, women in your class or whatever, and they assume that the clicks were bad or, you know, it was caddy and mm-hmm. all of that. And it really wasn't. I mean, I just, I think that um, I know it exists and you can have it and it's right. part of the things, but I'm really thankful for that as well. So I, I know what you're talking about when you feel like there's an environment that is empowering. You have women to learn from, you have women to lean on, you right. have experiences that can help you. Um, so, what an incredible like part of your journey that really probably set you up for success. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I'm a strong believer that leadership sets the tone. Yes. So, you know, if you say, hey, this is, this is the culture here. This is, you know, this is the way that I'm leading you. Yeah. You know, I expect, you know, expect, and, and even just sometimes you don't have to come out and say it. Sometimes it's just lead by example. Yes. Totally. So how long were you at Designs on Madison? Um, I want to say just shy of seven years. I think it was six years with June and then seven years there.
0: Wow. So then where did you
1: move on from there? Well, (laughs) I was always very clear that I wanted to own my own business. Um, I remember saying that in our initial interview um, that I, you know, someday I want to you know, I want to work for myself. Yes. Um, I had actually had the opportunity when I was at Junes back in oh seven, oh eight when the economy just came to a sudden screeching halt. Yes. Um, and you could literally, you know, clients were calling, sorry, I just lost, you know, this much in the stock market. I'm not doing that contract right. now. Um, everything just came to a screeching halt. And it's, you know, we work in an industry of luxury spending. So right. um, our office manager at the time had decided to move on. And June came to me and said, would you be interested in taking the office manager position? And I was like, well, this feels like a like a backward step. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought about it, prayed about it. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And it turned out to be a blessing because, A, it helped supplement my income. For sure. When, um, you know, everything again, luxury spending came to a screeching halt. Um, but at the same time, it afforded me the opportunity to learn the backside of the business, Mm. to learn the ordering and the, um, you know, how to make things work and just all the behind the scenes aspects of it. That's so Um, true. I don't consider myself a clerical person, but I am detail oriented. So that's not, you know, what I love to do is sit behind a computer all day. But it gave me, you know, the back view of the business that allowed me to get where I am. Um, So it it was something that was always on my radar, and I knew I wanted to do it. Um, I did not feel like, you know, with two young kids. Sure. Well, at that point, they were, you know, teenagers or young teenagers. And I thought, you know what, it's just a few more years until, you know, they're off doing their thing, whether they're in school or working. Mm -hmm. But they'll be a little bit more independent, and then I can take my risk. Um, It is not something that I would have done at the time. Right. And it was one of those, you know, looking back, I know it was a God thing. Um, the stars just aligned. You yeah, know, certain situations played out and all of a sudden it was like, okay, it's time to jump. Yeah. And it was, you know, terrifying. And I thought I would not, you know, have chosen to do this at this time, you know, because of my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I'll have my time after they're grown. Um, but the, you know, everything just fell into place and boom. okay, all right, we're doing this. Here we go. Everybody buckle up. (laughs) (laughs) Mama's got a new adventure. (laughs) Are you ready? Right. Um, So I started out, you know, I thought, I just don't know, um, you know, how this is going to work. I like to, you know, sit back and plan things more. Yeah. Um, But when God says it's time, it's time. Right. You know, and it's his time. Um, So I started out, you know, um, working at him. I don't want to get ahead of you know, your, um, no, this is perfect there. because this is what I do
0: want to make sure that we touch on is, um, cause I know there's a lot of people, um, and there's some people who have written in as well, um, who entertain that and are thinking about starting their own business. And I think that there's, uh, so much that can be gained from, I mean, truthfully, just from somebody's personal experience about how it was. And I think that there is this misconception that a lot of people assume you have to have all your ducks in a row right. or, all these, you know, boxes are checked. Now, for sure, there has to be some things or else it'd be irresponsible. But a huge part of this is timing. And it's about, like you said, those things that land in your place. And it's kind of when timing and luck and opportunity and preparation all come together. But really, at the end of the day, it still is a leap of faith. And so, yes, I'd love for you to kind of talk about that as, you know, what did those first things look like? Did you have some clients already lined up that you knew, okay, once I go out on my own, I know right away I'm going to have these few jobs that are going to come in? Or, you know, what are some of those hiccups that you had when you were starting out? Oh you know, yeah. Where was your office space? Just all of that kind of stuff.
1: Um I did have, obviously, I had some some ongoing projects um, that had to be finished up. And I had a couple of um, potential new projects. Um And it was a matter of like everything had to happen very quickly. So yeah. initially I was working out of my house. Yeah. Um And I just assumed that that was like the most prudent thing to do because, you know, I didn't have a lot to invest in, you know, office space or anything right. else until I knew, you know, obviously you have to keep overhead low. Um, and that worked out for maybe like a month or two. And then business just kept rolling in. Yeah. Um, I did have one. Um, I had a new client that just kind of came out of the blue. It was a re- like a whole home remodel. And it just you know, really gave me the ability, and I think that's when, I think that's about the time we did Echelon as yeah, well, and yeah. those two really kind of helped get things off the ground, Yeah, um, and it just, it just kept rolling from there. Yeah. Um, finally, it was to the point where my, like, entryway looked like an Amazon <laughs> warehouse. I yeah. had rugs stacked up and samples, and it was just a matter of, like, okay, so now, now it's go time. So now I have to, you know, get these lines open, you know, get these, get these sources, get these vendors. I've got to, you know, establish all of this. Um, and then, um, I was at a remodel one day with a former client and, uh, we were talking, he says, how's that working out working from home? And I was like, well, it's not. So (laughs) my kids can't see the dining table and we look like a, like a receiving warehouse. Um, and he happened to mention that his wife had um, office space in Montgomery. Yeah. And I was like, really? And I was like, well, like, when can we go look at it? <laughs> like, right. To, right. Right now? <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> um, so he had the—and I thought, well, I'll just start, you know, small. I'll take this little office suite. Uh-huh. And once I moved all of my things, you know, that all my work materials, it filled up rather quickly. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll take another office suite. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have been there since. I've been there, I think, right around three years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and need more space. (laughs) Right.
0: I know it's It's beautiful. I mean, I've been in it, but yeah, I mean, you're already kind of maxing out of that space for sure.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, I've had time again, all of that happened so quickly. It was more reactionary than anything else. It was like, okay, a
0: means to an end. I just need a space. Here's, here's
1: the, here's the need. Let's meet it. Here's the need. Let's meet it. Um, Mm -hmm. there wasn't a lot of time to be picky or, you know, it was just go, go, go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, means to an end at every turn. Um, now I've had some time to, you know, reflect and go, okay, what would serve me better? Yes. Pardon me. What would, you know, what makes sense? What, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the the next step. Yeah.
0: How amazing. So then, you know, do you handle everything on the business side? personally independently all your clerical all your back end all your financials all of that stuff you handle all of that as well or do, have you now reached a point where you you need help with that too
1: i have i've handled it i've done it all um myself to the point where i was like okay i do need to bring in some accounting help yeah um and so i did and reached out. And I, you know, I think that's one of those things in life when you're an independent person, you're always like, no, I can do that. No, I can do that. Um, And my business has always been such, that it's always been ebb and flow. It's always, you know, it's like everything right now or nothing, Yep. Um, you know, which can be alarming in the beginning until you realize like, that's just the, you know, that's the nature of it. Yeah. Um, So, you know, sometimes I'm so busy. I'm like, no, I, you know, I need, I need more people. I need somebody to help. And then there are times where it slows down and I'm like, okay, I can get everything caught up. And you know, wear all the hats. Um, But I've, you know, by nature, I'm a person that's like, no, I can do that myself. Or, you know, at least then I know it's done right if I do it my way. Um, So I've had to get better about reaching out and going, okay, where does it make sense? Mm -hmm. You know, um, marketing was a huge one. Yeah. It's you know I'm still in the process and I'm very close, but um, it has bothered me immensely that I've not you know had had my website launched. Yeah, um, it's been reserved. I've gotten you know your domain name, all that right. stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's I you know it's gathering all the content and then you know putting it all together and finally um, one of my builders was using a um, a marketing firm last year that just overnight boom their website was updated. I was seeing all these social media pushes yeah. and I was like you know what. This is one of those where it makes sense to hand it off to a professional. So I got them involved um, a few months ago, and it's been great. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is not my forte. This is not my thing. Right. You um, don't have to do it all. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So thank God we're making great progress with that. Um, and I think they are also, like, people don't understand is
0: even though, like, that's You know, one of the things I was talking about, about checking the boxes, it's like, sure, in a perfect world, you would have wanted to have that, but you had great client base for you to go out on your own. You had referrals that were coming in. You had contacts in other spaces between builders, multifamily, and you're doing the work and you're making the money. And so it's like, now you're at a point where, you know, you can get some of those things back up and running, but, you know, you were just. Running, working, right, right. you know, bring doing the work that you know you will have the content to put out. So right. that go, makes go, sense. Go. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think there's also part of it too that um, you know, obviously as we get older, I think it's one of the lessons that we learn and not to talk about years, but just you know, seriously, <laughs> is um that whole hindsight thing, you know, you don't have to have it all on your own, even right. when you are the business owner. It's your name. It's your brand. It's your image and all of that. But recognizing, yes, I can do this, but it's not really the smartest or best use of my time. Right. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You only have so many resources. So many resources. Yeah. Um, you cannot, you know, deplete yourself on something that doesn't make sense. Right. You know, being able to sit back and look at the big picture and go, does this make sense? Does this, you know, how is this helping me? Mm-hmm. You know, where, where does it make sense to kind of delegate or, you know, reach out Um, to take some of the load off of yourself. Yeah.
0: And I would think too, especially being in a creative field. um, I mean, I, I think this for anything, I think of myself and I'm in an operations role, but sometimes when I'm bogged down in, um, you know, the minutiae of things when you stop and realize, wait, this is really taking my big picture brain away from doing some things that really need to help right. move our people or culture or company forward. So same thing from a creative standpoint is that when you're in some of those other details, now your brain's being absorbed there as right. opposed to the creative outlet and expectation that you have and your eye sees that somebody else is not.
1: Right. It's very easy to deplete that creativity when you're so focused on, you know, the things that are, that are pulling you away, Mm -hmm. the things that are, you know, pulling your attention. Um, and there definitely, you know, there has to be, there has to be a passion and a creativity for what you're doing. Right. Um, so I think that, yes, it's, it's like anything in life. It's easy to deplete yourself, um, focusing on the wrong things sometimes. Yeah.
0: Have you gotten to a place where you feel like, um, you know especially when you're make trying to make a business work you know that you recognize when you need to kind of recharge or when your plate is really full cuz i i do know and i remember that first like year or so when we were working together on some projects and you were getting these other things in i mean you were going a mile a minute and not that you don't have times like that now and i know everybody does in their business but do you recognize kind of more of those times of whoa i need to pump the brakes here a little bit or take some time for me so that you do get your head above water
1: um it's funny because I was actually having this conversation with someone last night. Um, I think and I'm kind of in one of those seasons right now where it's like everything is happening. Yeah. Um and to some extent, you know, one of the one of my phrases I use all the time is make hay while the sun shines. You know, we're in a a time of, you know, the economy is doing really well right now. Yeah. It has been, but that's not, you know, that's not certain. That's sure. not, you know, nothing is certain, nothing is given. Mm-hmm. Um and again, it's a luxury spending industry. So I think it's important to take every opportunity you can, Yeah, um, you know, when it's given and ride that wave. But at the same time, you have to kind of prioritize. Sure. So I was a little bit overwhelmed with, you know, some of my scheduling throughout the next few weeks. And I just said last night, I was like, you know what? I always feel like when somebody calls, I want to be like, yeah, let me get you right in. Let me take care of that. Um, and I looked back you know, last night, and I'm reflecting, and I'm like, okay, but some of these things don't make sense. Like, yeah. there are things that have to happen. Sure. There are things that are, you know, it, this is blunt, but I'm like, at the end of the day, that are going to put money in my pocket, and that puts food on my family's table. Yes. Um, and there are things that I need to deprioritize. mm mm-hmm. um, But as far as, you know, recharging, I don't think— you know, when the business is coming in and the business is there, you have to go after it and you have to do everything you can. Um, And then I know that that will be followed by a season where maybe things calm down a little bit and then I can, you know, prioritize myself or, you know, take a trip or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, So I I feel like, you know, and I probably won't feel this way in 10 or 15 years, (laughs) but for now I kind of feel like, you know, you ride that wave out and know that you know, the natural rhythm of it is that it's going to draw back and and things will slow down and you can, you know, recharge that.
0: Well, it still makes sense, though, what you're talking about. And I'm glad you're at that point, too, because I know that um, it is common. I think anybody who is independent, you know, painter, hairstylist, realtor, all the things we've just talked about, you and design, um, you know, the extreme phrase is kind of feast or famine, Mm -hmm. you know, but it it is, that makes sense. It's not always that way. But, you know, there are those hills and valleys, you know, where all the work is coming or now there's a time period where it's slow and you can get caught up. Right. But I think just even what you're saying of getting to a point of understanding what is the best use of my time mm-hmm. and which projects to say yes to. Right. And sometimes, um, you know, what's the project that's going to drain my battery more, but right. isn't going to yield the greater results? Exactly. Or is it something that's really going to benefit, you know, your um, more clients or things of that nature? That's right. where those decisions come into play more than right. just a
1: recharge. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just making the right choices. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in how am I going to handle this, or you know, is this something I need to prioritize? You know, things like that. I think yeah. it's just more, you know, managing managing what the workload is at the time and making best use of of time and yeah, you know, what what meets my long term goals, mm-hmm. um, and then you know, recharge when when it slows down. <laughs> yeah.
0: What do you think? I'm curious. I mean, I know we both have boys and um, and teenage boys nonetheless, but, you know, how do you think that they, um what do you think has impacted them seeing you do this? You know, mom starting her own business and working her tail off and growing and scaling a business and, you know, all of these things. Do you think that they get it on a certain level? I mean, I, I think part of it is do. just immaturity. Right, you know, they only right. know what they know, but exactly. I mean, do you feel like that there's something there that they're seeing or that entrepreneurial spirit in you and making a dream a reality. I, I surely hope so.
1: <laughs> I hope, Here's hoping, guys. I hope there's a good takeaway. And they're yeah. not just like, God, my mom was always a stress ball. <laughs> no, I know that they do. I know that they're watching. Yeah. Um, and they let me know in little ways sometimes. And, yes. Um, You know, they're like, and they were super excited in the beginning when I was like, you know, crippled with anxiety. They were like, this is so cool that you're doing this. And yeah. I was like, I'm glad you think so. <laughs> I'm scared to death. <laughs> I might keep never even all the again. <laughs> Keep all the positives coming. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, tell me more of that. Um, and they've, and, you know, and watching, you know, the, the progress to, you know, getting the office space and doing these things. And they get yes. excited and they do like to hear about it. And they're like, I mean, they don't come out and give me like, gosh, mom, we're so proud of you. Like, right. <laughs> that's just not teenage boys. That's not no. that's not their communication style. Right.
0: <laughs> we hope that that eventually comes down right. the road with them. Yes. Yeah,
1: uh, Speaking in something beyond grunts and snorts. Um, yeah. No, um, but they've they've given me positive feedback that they're really proud and, you know, Good. they love that this is. And I think that it does, like you said, kind of foster that entre- entrepreneurial spirit within mm-hmm. them. And it's been, you know, that's kind of run throughout my family as well. Yeah. Um, and I think that's part of, you know, my upbringing and with me you know my grandfather always, you know, had his own businesses. And I watched him do these things. And yeah. And, you know, we'd go to work with him and, um, you know, just kind of see how things worked. I always, you know, so I think that's just a familial um, Thread you know, that you yeah, guys have, yeah, just a yeah. common thread there. Yeah, um, so I think that they, you know, I think they will probably take that and run with it. Oh. Love it. So
0: then, now you've got this thriving business that you're continuing to grow, and you also recently became a mimi. So Heath had a baby. He did. My baby he, had a baby. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> so you see my face light up. I <laughs> know
0: you do. So I mean, what has this kind of phase of life been like for you? You know, to have this new relationship. Exactly what you said. Your oldest becomes a daddy and becomes a daddy and um, has a beautiful baby girl. And you know.
1: Oh wow. It is unlike any. I mean, I can't really describe it. It's you know, you know that feeling like I was said. You know, the first time you hold your baby. Yeah. But then when you see like your child's child, I mean, it's just been, you know, you're like as attached and connected, but mm-hmm. it's not your own. So right, it's, kinda, it's it's wild. It's been a it's been a wild ride. But yeah. she is absolutely just a, a joy and a delight and. The light of my life and Aww. a girl. <laughs> after, <laughs> I know, you have all boys. Yes, after raising three boys, it was, you know, it's just fun. It's just fun and different and just watching her grow and, you know, just get her own little personality. And she's she's a little sass. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, to get to have that experience but be kind of one step removed. Mm-hmm. Um You know, it's been different because, you know, obviously when most people, when they become grandparents, their kids are raised, they're out of the house. You have that, you know, life is going at a little bit slower of a pace and you can enjoy them more. Um, So that's been a challenge. You know, the Mm -hmm. challenge to, you know, still have two boys at home, you know, still be working full time or full time plus and then, um, you know, carving out that time. Yeah um to spend with her. So I just I get creative. I mm-hmm. get creative with it. Yeah. And tr- you know, treasure every opportunity because she's growing so fast.
0: Well, and it does seem like you get to spend a good amount of time with her. I mean, especially like what you said. I mean, working full time plus, just really launching this business in the past couple of years. Now this happens. But I also think um at least, you know, what I've seen and connected with you about is, you know, having that connection with her and with Heath, you know, because you also know what it's like to be a young parent. Mm-hmm. And and, you know, that help is just paramount when you're at that age. Right. I mean,
1: how is it seeing Heath as a daddy? That one's wild, too, because, you know, in my mind, he's, you know. Right. He's my little boy. Um, but it's so sweet to watch him, you mm-hmm. know, grow up and yeah. become a parent. I mean, it just, it's, again, it's just kind of wild. Yeah. Hard to put into words. Um, but just that transition and then seeing him. Care for somebody else Mm -hmm. the way that I've always, you know, cared for him. Yes. It's just, I don't know. It's,
0: it's it's got to make you proud, feel, heart feel very full. And Gabe and Aiden is, As uncles, how are they doing? (laughs) Oh my. (laughs) I mean, I remember that when my sister had um, my niece, my oldest niece, and I was still in high school. I mean, I thought it was the coolest thing Mm -hmm. to become an aunt, you know, at that age and um, was always really close to her. And then ended up, as she got older, when I was in college, I'd babysit her like one night a week and Mm -hmm. just, yeah. I mean, I know they're also teenage boys, but yeah. No,
1: she has him, she has both of them wrapped around her little finger. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, you know, she says she'll, she's just starting to, you know, say certain words. Uh-huh. It's totally on her terms. It's whatever she decides. So she'll say, Aiden, Aiden. And she'll stand at the bottom of the stairs and w- wait for him to come down. And yeah, it just, it's, it's, he just melts. You have a little <laughs> lady in the house. Oh, I know. Oh yeah. She's got everybody wrapped around her finger. Oh. for sure. That's so cute.
0: Um, so what are kind of next next uh, steps here for Andrea and Andrea Design? I mean, is there anything that's on the horizon? I know you said you're putting your social media and website kind of platform and all of that together. I know you're very big on referral and word of mouth, but, um, you know, just wanting to continue your business or anything kind of the next phase or goal
1: or anything that you're looking towards? Um, right now, I think the the Definitely the focus is the social media push, um, the website. I think that that, you know, those are just super important tools. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm prioritizing that. Um, probably, you know, kind of looking for some type of a space that's more of a long term that really um, meets some of the the specific needs of my business. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my, that's what's on the forefront. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm focusing on beyond just, you know, continuing to build and Keep making money, <laughs> right? Keep doing what you love, yeah, enjoy, yeah. and yeah, and that's you know continuing to find things that you know really allow creativity and passion, and you know
0: inspire you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, if our listeners do want to find you or follow you, I mean, do you have anything out there now that they can? I do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's light. Um, I do have, it's just uh, Andrea Davis Design on Instagram. Or okay. Andrea Davis Design. I'm not great at these things. Yeah. Um, the website hopefully up and running within the next couple of months. Okay.
0: And um, is that going to be AndreaDavisDesign.com? Correct. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, um, as we wrap up our time together, I have a final five list of questions I do with every guest. Okay. So there's no right or wrong. This is just kind of where you are today. Um, So we'll dive into that. Uh, Number one is, what are you most proud of personally? So at this stage
1: in your life, when you think about things, what are you most proud of for you? I'm going to say my kids. Mm -hmm. It always hasn't always been easy, and we definitely, you know— are still struggling, especially after the loss of their dad. Like, it's, it's been a fight. Yeah. But that's the, you know, when I look back, that's what I'm most proud of.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, describe your perfect day. Oh. If you could have any kind of perfect day, what are some things that you would do or what does that look like or what kind of brings you joy and happiness throughout the day? Oh, gosh.
1: Um, it would be a fall day. Yeah. <laughs> that crispy, like, you know, just pull out jeans and a sweater. Um, uh-huh. I don't know what the activity would be, but just something relaxing. Yeah. Um, My phone not going off. (laughs) Yeah. You know, just sipping wine with friends or, you Mm -hmm. know. um, I'd love to say, like, probably someplace. um, I really love Savannah. Uh Uh-huh. Like, just walking around Savannah and just, you know, food and relaxation and old buildings and— yeah. That's good architecture mm -hmm. and just good things to look at and culture. And that does sound really, I can see that. We went a couple of years ago in October and it was just, yeah, it was the greatest time. It was left a a mark on you. Yeah, it did. It was, it was really, I just remember being, you know, very relaxed Mm -hmm. and, you know, but visually there was so much to see and so much to do and it was just such a different pace of life. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that. Mm.
0: That's pretty. Um, what do you think is the greatest lesson it's taken you the longest to learn? Oh, my. Uh,
1: I don't know that it's like a direct lesson per se, but it is, um, you know, through all of the ups and downs in my life, mm-hmm. kind of letting go and and growing my faith mm-hmm. and knowing that, um, you know, I put my life in God's hands and my kids' life in God's hands. Mm-hmm. And um I know that his plans for me are good and not evil. So when something comes along that's um, you know, seems like it's bad or it's detrimental. Yeah. Um, I've, you know, just watch as he turns it for good. And mm-hmm. you know, if I put in the work, just trusting that God has my, you know, my best interest at heart and even if things are tough, he will be there with me.
0: Yeah. That's definitely a lesson. Yeah. I mean, I think it is one of those things that you grow in. And, um, and I understand what you're saying. It is that whole, not just everything's going to work out, but it's that there is a purpose. There is a plan. Exactly. It's not always your plan. You know, your faith is saying that there's a a plan that's there for you and you have to trust that. And I do, I think it comes to that whole you know, when a door closes or when there's challenging times, there is something, a purpose that is coming from those moments. Right, the challenging moments. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. What do you hope your legacy will be when people think about Andrea? What do you hope people will think of or about you?
1: Um. Mostly, I hope that they remember that I was kind. Mm-hmm. Um. That I, you know, wanted to leave. That sounds so cliche. Leave people better than I found them. Um. But. That if I saw somebody hurting that, you know, I did something. Yeah. Um, also hardworking. Mm-hmm. Um funny. <laughs> yes. Um, it's funny because I and somehow you know, trying to mentally prep for this, which, you know, um, you know, a thousand things have run through my mind, like, sure. well, I'll say this, I'll say that. But I think um I see this little quote and it, you know, pops up now and again on Facebook and it says, um Oh shoot, I even looked it up so I wouldn't forget <laughs> the words to it. now you've got the pressure the to remember. Is, I know. <laughs> no pressure, right? Um the gist of it is like maybe your struggles will, will help somebody else on their journey, or you know, the struggles you're going through can help somebody else, you know, on their path or in yes. their journey. Yes. Um, which, you know, I think the the younger version of it that I heard when I was little was if you can't be a good example, at least be a horrible warning. <laughs> <laughs> but I've truly, never heard that. Yeah. But that's hilarious. I'm like that's the you know, this is this is a nicer version. Yeah. Pardon me. Um, but I think that's, you know, yes, like I've struggled and yes, there have been ups and downs, but if I can take that and encourage somebody else, like yes, that's what, you know, that's, that's what I want my legacy to be that she struggled, but she kept going and you can too. Mm -hmm. I believe that fully. I understand that.
0: All right. Your last one here is what piece of advice would you give yourself right now? So what do you need to hear if somebody was telling you a piece of advice?
1: These are, these are good questions, but they're <laughs> hard-hitting. Um, just keep going. Yeah. You know, just keep going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, keep your faith and just keep swimming. <laughs> <laughs> just keep
0: swimming. Just keep swimming. Yes. Um, I do understand that. And and you do. I mean, you you've taken on a lot, but it's it's all working out, but it is it's a
1: lot and you've got to keep going and keep moving onward and upward in what you're doing. Onward and upward. And that's funny um June kind of being my mentor when yeah. I went to work for for her. She used to say um, you know, there are a few phrases that stand out to you in your life and um, Hers was, on we go, Andrea, on we go. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. I mean, th- those are true words. You, Yes, this stinks right now. Or yes, this is really hard. Or, but okay, on we go. Yes. Like, just keep moving forward. Yes. And that's one that has definitely stuck with me. And I hear it in my head all the time. I
0: love it. On we go. On we go. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come uh, spend time with here and with our listeners and um, and share your story. And I am just, you know, from a personal standpoint, so proud. I mean, I know we weren't always close when we were younger, but I've loved seeing your career unfold and you take off and well, thank you. you're doing really incredible things and doing you. And that's something to definitely commend. So congratulations. Well,
1: thank you so much for having me. I'm honored. Absolutely honored to be
0: here. Good. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in today. And uh, we'll connect with you next week with another episode of Everyday Badass. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of Everyday Badass. And whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on, I would greatly appreciate if you can download, share, like, write a review, and just continue to support us and listen to these podcasts moving forward. Thanks so much.